Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltysiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sportscasting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we do an extra preview for this Detroit Lions round two playoff game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We look at the quarterback matchup. We hear from Coach Campbell about Jared Goff's toughness, and I speak one-on-one with Lions superback Jason Cabinda. We talk about the Lions' success so far this season and what to look for this weekend. Let's get to it, Lions fans. This is Corey Schlesinger, and you are listening to Not the Same Old Lions podcast. Last week, the storyline was Goff versus Stafford. Two quarterbacks traded for each other, but also both former number one overall draft picks. This week, it's Goff versus Mayfield. What do they have in common? Well, they're both former number one overall draft picks as well, and they both played for the Rams. Now, their situations are a little different, but a common thing is both had to prove themselves again to new teams. Now, Jared Goff is once again going to be the key, and I personally believe Goff has been underappreciated in Detroit for a good amount of his time. But it seems that narrative might be changing based on the crowd welcoming Jared Goff with that chant last weekend. Now, Coach Campbell was asked about Jared Goff's toughness today, and he was asked if maybe that had been an underappreciated aspect of Goff. You know, for me, it'll always be, if you're an outsider, do you really understand just how resilient he is? I, I think sometimes that that doesn't always, it's not always seen. Um, his ability his ability to bounce back uh, from things that don't go well, I think, and I always felt this way about him, now that I'm around him, you know, it's been three years, and I felt this early. Man, he's at his best when his back's against the wall, you know? And now, it hasn't been against the wall, but he's doing well, you know? And I, I just think that's that's something that that has always impressed me, you know. And man, when it's things don't look good and this and uh, we're not moving the ball or you have a couple of turnovers, you're you know, and you feel like the world's kind of coming in on you. Man, he's really at his best. He comes out of that because he can. To him, he can look at it and he can take the coaching and he can look at himself and say, "Well, yeah, that's because of my footwork. That's because of my." It's simply that. It's not anything else. Uh, it's not, oh, well, he just can't play anymore. He's lost his, he's lost his mojo. No, it's, it's my right foot. It's where I start with my eyes. It's my, you know. And I think that's crucial. I think that's, you know, he's very process-oriented. And that's what pros do. That's how pros get better. That's how they play consistently, you know, in this league. Well, the Lions have Goff and his superpower ability to bounce back. I mean, look no further than that Chicago Bears game at Detroit when the Lions had their backs against the wall, no margin for error, and he led them back to win that game. Now, the Lions are facing a Tampa Bay team much more dangerous than some realize. Baker missed some shots in that Week 6 game. I mean, he believes and his teammates believe that if a couple of things had gone slightly differently, it would have been a whole different game. And coming off that thrashing of Philadelphia, their confidence is going to be right up there. Now, Baker Mayfield just had arguably the best season of his NFL career. 4,000 yards passing, 28 touchdown passes. Those are career highs. He had 10 interceptions. 
His quarterback rating was about a point off his career high, and his completion percentage this year of a 64.3%, that is a career high. So Coach Campbell was asked, what are the keys to success for the Lions' defense against Baker Mayfield? 13, 13, 13, 13. You know, we got to find a way to squeeze this in on Baker. If you let him sit back there and play with rhythm and a hitch, it's, it's, it's dangerous because... Um, because he will get it up to his guys, and he's going to give them a chance to make a play. But this, but Evans is a man; he's an issue, and our guys know that. We we can't let him go off. Uh, you know, you watch the New Orleans game from a couple of weeks ago. You know, they they're they're going. New Orleans kind of up, and then all of a sudden, under two minutes, man, three shot plays, bam, 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 and and just like that, uh, they're back within a one score game, possibly under two minutes with a chance to onside kick and get the ball back. I mean, so they're never out of this, even if, you, if you're if you able to, to do some things early um, because of those receivers and his ability to give them a chance to make a play on the ball. Now, as for an update on James Houston, he was activated from IR, but that doesn't mean he will play in the game. The Lions had to activate him by this weekend or he wouldn't be eligible to play for the rest of the postseason. Coach Campbell said, You know, Houston's gotten better every day. He's continually improving, but they still don't know about Houston this Sunday. So that's a a wait and see. But but the big takeaway for me is that the Lions think there's a chance, either this week or if they win next week, that Houston could make an impact. I mean, otherwise, they would not have cut Julian Okora and activated James Houston. Now, up next... I was able to have a one-on-one interview with Detroit Lions superback Jason Cabinda. We talk about the success of this season so far and what it's going to take to win this weekend. Jason, expectations were big for this 2023 season, the way it ended last year in Green Bay. And then our podcast did a hype train episode. How did you guys stay focused going into this season knowing expectations were so big? Yeah, you know, I I think uh, it really comes down to the fact that, you know, expectations were big inside the building. You know, for us, uh, it was our standard, really, in, you know, that 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 kept us in that um, mindset because that's what we expected out of ourselves. And I think, obviously, like you mentioned, that the season where we beat Green Bay to keep them out of the playoffs, like, you know, the way we went on that run at the end of that season, you know, I think it was a big confidence builder for what kind of team we were and what kind of team we could be. So, I, I know that all season was was huge for a lot of the guys because a lot of the guys wanted to come in this season at their absolute best because we knew what we could, you know, put out there in terms of a product and, you know, make the playoffs and, and reach those type of goals. And obviously we're not done yet, but um, it's been special, man. It's been a special season and the fans have been 100 percent behind us, man. This city has been dying for a winner. Um, and they've been with us through thick and thin, and I'm so appreciative of that. I'm so appreciative of this fan base. I, I say all the time, like Detroit Lions are the are the abs- fans are the absolute best. I mean, they are, uh, and I don't see how anybody could argue against that. And when you have an environment like we had this past Sunday, uh, I think what it was like 133 decibels of noise. It was like the fourth loudest. I mean, when when you have that type of environment, that just that just tells you that. You know, these fans have quite literally been waiting for this all their life, um, and they're here, man. For sure. I mean, does winning the division, that home playoff game, victory over the Rams, and that atmosphere you talked about, does that close the book on the people using that phrase, the same old Lions? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it does. But, um, you know, we're, we're more than willing to continually prove it year in and year out. I know that. 
Awesome. Jason, this has been a pretty special season in Detroit. Your first three seasons here, the Lions finished last in the division. You moved to second place last year. You finally win the NFC North this year. From inside, tell me, what has the experience been like firsthand seeing the evolution and being a part of it? Man, I would say this. Number one is that it's been fun. Um, You know, although, you know, Dan is really, really big on accountability, doing the things that we need to do, doing things the right way, all of that stuff. But, you know, at the same time, he he really does a good job of finding a way to let everybody be themselves and to have fun in this building, um, which is something that I was not a part of the first um, couple of years that I was here in Detroit um, under Matty P. So I think for me to be able to have everybody working as hard as they can, but also find a way to be loose in moments where we can be loose, I think it's it's super important. I think this team is really close. I mean, we hang out with each other outside of the building, you know, and, and that's really important. Obviously, we're around each other all day working, but it's important to, you know, have dinners or, you know, be able to go to another guy's house and spend time with their kids and that kind of stuff, because I think that's that's how you develop true chemistry and true trust. Um, so I, I think you can tell week in and week out that, man, we just go out and we play for each other. And we say that, you know, in the huddle, we say that before the games, man, do it, do it for us, do it for each other, do it for the fans, do it for Detroit. Um, I I think that's the most important part. That's what's been so special to me. Awesome. Now you talked about that decibel level being hit at Ford field. What was that like for you on, in the field? Like I was in the crowd, but I'm not in the middle where it's all focused. What was that like for you as a player? That was, I was in awe, man. Honestly, I was in awe. I mean, it was so, so loud you know, they made it super difficult for Stafford and the Rams and their offense uh, to get going, to get all their play calls. And I think they might have burned a couple of timeouts literally just because they couldn't staff couldn't get the uh, call to his helmet. So um, that's a credit to the fans and them, you know, going in and making noise and screaming their heads off, man. And we need it again. We need it again this weekend, Detroit. We need it again, baby. We're going to need it. So. Man, we're we're so excited. I'm not gonna get myself too pumped up right now. I don't like to I don't like to peak too early in the week, but I'm excited for this weekend, bro, especially because of that. That is amazing. Um all right, uh, Jason, you guys are facing Tampa. They are a team you played in week six. Fans are feeling confident, but like Coach Campbell said, this team has improved a lot since then. What's what's it gonna take for you guys to be victorious? Yeah, um, I think they've definitely improved. You know, they had always had a stingy defense, but I really feel even offensive kind of got things going. I feel like, you know, Baker and the receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they kind of find their, their stri- they found their stride and, you know, they got that chemistry going on right now. So I think obviously playing at home is going to be a big advantage for us. Um, and the fact that we're familiar with them and that we've played them already is going to be a big advantage for us. Um, I think we just got to play our game, man. That is, we got to play our game. We got to be physical. We got to be tough. We got to be smart. Um, I generally feel like if we, go out there as a defense and we go out there, we make it hard for them. And they, you know, they got to go the hard way every single time, long drives, a lot of plays to get to the end zone. You know, it's that type of game for them all game that, you know, this will go in our favor. And I think on offense for us, we just got to execute. Um, you know, we, we've, we've found our stride and, you know, we've been a, a, a really solid offense all season long, you know, and we got playmakers and we're, we're going to get the ball in our, our playmakers hands and, and, and let them do what they do. So, I'm just really excited for this game. It's a it's a great matchup, and 
Let's just go, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Now, I know before the season started, you talked about that ultimate prize, the Super Bowl. But I know once the season starts, you are a week-by-week focus, and that's how you guys succeed. I just have to ask, though, how big would it be if and when, be it this year or another year, the Detroit Lions finally make a Super Bowl and, and or win one? Like I said before, man, we got the best fans in the world. This city has been dying for a winner, and the city deserves a winner so, so bad. So um, I know for a fact that it would mean the absolute world to the city for us to win a Super Bowl. Awesome. This is Jason Cabinda, Detroit Lion, Indomitable Lion. Jason, thank you so much for joining this show. Thank you, man. It was great talking with you. And I'm going to leave you with my tagline. Stay gritty, my friend, and best of luck on Sunday. No doubt, man. Appreciate you. You have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. That's our show, folks. Thanks again to Jason Cabinda for his time. We'll have more with Jason on an upcoming episode in the next week or so. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. You can find all the episodes at notthesameoldlions.com. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button. Subscribe while you're at it. Tell your friends about the show. Till next time, stay gritty, my friends. 